ಸಹನಾವತು ಸಹನೋಪುನಕ್ತು ಸಹ ವೀರ್ಯಂಕರವಾವಹೇ ತೇಜಸ್ವಿನಾವರಿರಮಸ್ತು ಮಾವಿತ್ವಿಷಾವಹೇ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 Namaste and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Alexandra Savitri Amba, Director of the Vedic Healing Center and the American Reiki Academy. I'm a Reiki master, Vedic healing master, feng shui teacher, and spiritual life coach. I've taught spiritual self-development for more than 30 years, led pilgrimages to India, and studied with Indian gurus. In this show, we cover topics related to metaphysics, Reiki, Vedic healing, feng shui, and spiritual growth. The aim of these shows is to help you create a successful spiritual practice that enhances your life, bringing you happiness, well-being, peace, and productivity so you may become the best version of you. Welcome to today's episode, which is entitled Demystifying Reiki. These days, when we see all the different ways Reiki is being done, it's easy for Reiki to seem ethereal, otherworldly, mystical, or even a little strange, especially if we're watching the many videos that are out there on Reiki. Some of them are quite creative And certainly Reiki is about each of us as a healer expressing our innate gifts. However, I also think it's important for Reiki to remain very, very grounded in some way, or for our concept of Reiki, shall I say, to remain very grounded. Because Reiki, like all energy work, is actually a very natural state of being. So in this episode, I will attempt to demystify Reiki and discuss how it can be easily incorporated into our lives. So the first thing I would like to do is review very briefly again what is Reiki. For those of you who might be new to this podcast or even for those of you who are practitioners, let's review this concept. So Reiki is a form of energy healing that goes back actually to ancient civilizations. It has been used by millions of people now around the world. And some brief facts about Reiki. Reiki is done worldwide in hospitals, which is quite fascinating. It has also been studied, and the effects of Reiki have even been verified in scientific studies, which you can Google if you like. But Reiki is a form of energy healing, 
And it's also an energy. So it's both a technique and it's an energy. But to the person new to Reiki, it may seem mysterious. Even to a Reiki practitioner at first, the Reiki might be a little bit elusive or abstract. So to accept Reiki and energy simply requires some further examination. And that's what I'd like to do today. So one of the first things I'd like to say is, as all of us know, we are, we know, but sometimes we forget, we are not simply these physical bodies. So we are comprised, in addition to the physical space that we occupy, we are comprised of emotions that we cannot touch, thought forms that we cannot see. So this makes energy not really be a foreign concept. It's part of us. Everything actually is energy first. If you, for instance, if you think of the energy of an emotion, love, anger, greed, jealousy, empathy. You can sense these conditions in yourself. You can sense them in others. So first, everything exists as energy, and then there is an expression of that energy. For instance, you feel love, and then you express it by saying a kind word or making a loving gesture. In fact, something like uh, a smile is an expression of the very sweet energy that exists in all of us. So Reiki, we can think of as simply providing a way for us to channel loving energy, which is our true innate states, through our hands to ourselves or to another person or to an animal or to a personal project we're working on. And this ability has been used again in ancient civilizations. So there are many references to healing with the hands in historical contexts. There are references to hands-on healing in ancient Egypt, in ancient Greece, in ancient India. In fact, in Vedic healing, one of the processes we work with involves mudras, which are hand gestures that change energies in the body. So, The movement of energy through the hands has long been used in many different societies, and I've only touched upon a few of them here in these last couple seconds, but I wanted to just say that this is not really a foreign concept. However, it is something we don't learn growing up in school, and 
for that reason, it probably seems a little bit mysterious when we first think about the concept of energy healing through the hands. But if we start to think about everything as existing first as energy, so as I said, thought forms, emotions, then it isn't really that far of a stretch to say that we are harnessing energy that's in the atmosphere and channeling it through our bodies. And we're simply using our hands as the vehicles to pass that energy out of. And so as a practitioner, we can use crystals, we can use sound therapy, we can use different healing modalities along with the Reiki, but we also must remember how pure and powerful Reiki is by itself. It forms a great foundation for all other healing. Why is that? Reiki, how I see it, is like pure love coming through the hands and through the being of the practitioner. So as a practitioner, when we do Reiki, we are fully immersed in the moment and just focused on being of service, being of help to the person we are working on, to the recipient. And what does this mean, being of service? Truly being of service to another human being is the ultimate act of kindness that we can perform. It means we are putting our needs, our wants aside to be present with someone else and to be of assistance to that person. So when we are doing Reiki, we are keenly tuned in intimately and personally present with the recipient, observing his or her breath, observing the movements in the person's body. So sometimes there's a release of stress and you might see a hand twitch or uh a foot move, even though the rest of the body is still. So as practitioners of Reiki, we're very, very quiet, very still, very present when we're doing Reiki. And we are at one with the other person, with the person we're working on, with the recipient we're taking time to tune into a fellow human being, to see him or her in that moment, in those moments we're together as a sister or a brother, to feel and sense and understand our connectedness, to try to help physical, mental, emotional, spiritual struggles. It's such a powerful process. So as the practitioner, you get more proficient only, I would say, only with the deepening of your spiritual path 
And this occurs in the practice called sadhana, which we've talked about before, the daily practice that we have. So as a Reiki practitioner, you get more intuitive, more powerful, we could say, although that word sounds a little bit competitive and Reiki is not competitive, but you get more proficient, I guess we'll say, with the deepening of your own path. And proficiency just means tuning in better, becoming more compassionate, becoming more intuitive, understanding the person you're working on. Reiki gives you kind of a grand slowing down, a pause, a pause in your life, a pause during the day, and an understanding of the human experience as you convey Reiki healing to someone else. So I hope that maybe has demystified Reiki a little bit. And now I just want to talk about how you can incorporate Reiki into your life. It's not that mysterious. Once we understand this energy is very natural, there's energy all around us. We're made up not only of these physical bodies and the physical things in the universe, there's also a lot of unseen experiences and energies, emotions, thoughts, hanging out all around us and within us. So once we understand this and we learn Reiki, how can we incorporate Reiki into our lives in a way that is very natural? So today I'll give you five ways you can incorporate Reiki into your life. The first way is do Reiki daily on something. So this can be yourself, this can be your food, your water, and in fact, it should be your food and water every day. As a practitioner, you get used to rubbing your hands together before you eat a meal or before you drink something and giving the Reiki to that food or that water. What you're doing is you are purifying the food and the water. You are sending positive energy to what you are about to consume or what you are about to serve to someone else. And this conveying of energy and into the food or into the water, this transmittal of energy into the food, into the water, positive energy is so important. So this should become really very, very second nature to the practitioner. Over your personal projects also, 
Now, how can you do this? You can write your personal project on a piece of paper and keep that in a special place. Hopefully that is in your meditation space, uh, which you are going to learn how to use really well so that that space supports you. So these don't have to be long sessions, but daily do some Reiki on something yourself your food, your water, your personal projects, your home, your car. There are many ways you can use Reiki. It's Remember, it's just a movement of positive energy and you are the one sending that movement of energy. So the second way you can incorporate Reiki into your life, if you are a Reiki master, I'd like to suggest that you initiate family members and see what happens. They don't even need to, your family members don't even need to do the Reiki. The initiation will serve them. It's kind of like a grand prayer for them. So you're giving them this gift and they may use it later on. You know, many times I've initiated people into Reiki and they come to me later, maybe years later, and say they want to reconnect with the Reiki. So sometimes we learn these things and we're not ready to use them for whatever reason, but we revisit them later on. So why not spread the Reiki now because you know it is advantageous for someone, and then let them grow into using it at some point. But see what happens. See what happens in their lives after you initiate them. And the third way you can incorporate Reiki into your life is to start and end the day with five to 10 minutes of Reiki. It's so short Anyone can do this. So before you sleep, when you wake up, start your day with some Reiki. Don't forget about yourself, doing Reiki on yourself. As part of your sadhana, your spiritual practice, convey some Reiki. And again, it doesn't have to be uh, only to yourself, but start and end the day with this Reiki. The fourth way you can incorporate Reiki into your life is if you are not a practitioner, seek out a practitioner and try Reiki. Receive it. See what opens up in your life. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're just kind of curious about Reiki, I urge you to seek out a practitioner. And sometimes you have to try more than one practitioner. Everybody does Reiki differently. So uh, some people touch the body, some people do the Reiki off the body, the hand positions are different. So seek out a Reiki practitioner and see how this energy feels. And the last way you can incorporate Reiki into your life is to read about it. Read more about it. 
read on the internet. There are many, many studies now that have been done on Reiki. Many years ago, I taught someone Reiki who is a chaplain at a major hospital in Los Angeles, and the hospital wanted to introduce Reiki to its staff, to its patients, to um, the doctors, the nurses. And so they asked me to teach the chaplain, which, which I did. And to this day, the Reiki has grown into a great program in that hospital. So Reiki is done in hospitals worldwide. So it's quite fascinating to read how it is being done in other countries and how creative people are being with the Reiki. I started this podcast by saying (laughs) sometimes we might see people as being uh, overly creative with the Reiki as if there's such a thing, but not really overly creative, but uh, they're making Reiki quite mystical or otherworldly. And I started the podcast by talking about this, and I want to end by talking about it also. And just by saying, that's the beauty of the Reiki. You can be very creative with it, and you can also be very practical with it. So it sounds like a contradiction, but it isn't really. You can speak about Reiki as best as you can, try to explain it to people, and then in the end you have to just say, it is like love, or it is like prayer. These things are very difficult to explain, but when you experience them, you know without a doubt, that they are real. No one would doubt the power of love. And if you have experienced miracles through prayer, you will not doubt the power of prayer. So Reiki is the same way. At first, when we speak about it, it might sound kind of mystical and unusual and Uh, hard to understand. But when you experience it, you feel, without a doubt, this energy. And there is no way to question it. Sometimes with level one Reiki, I tell the students it's a subtle energy. Reiki is a subtle energy. And what I mean by that is it's not forceful. It's not a loud energy. It's not a loud modality in any way. It's quiet. It's soft. It's gentle, but it's also powerful. So while it might be a subtle energy, it is 
not subtle. That again sounds contradictory, but it isn't. So while Reiki is soft and delicate and distinct, it is never harsh. And the only thing I can make Reiki akin to is the energy of love. So although I started out this podcast by saying I wanted to demystify Reiki, I ended up at the end kind of coming back around and almost feeling like I couldn't put it into words. So at the beginning, I had many words to explain Reiki. And by the end, I felt like if it is akin to love, then that energy is something we cannot put into words. No matter how much we try to explain what love is, we cannot. No matter how much we try to explain to someone what Reiki is coming into the body, we cannot. It's something that must be experienced, that must be felt. So I urge all of you to try this energy, experience it. If you've already learned Reiki, to use it more to be expansive with it and to commit to using it not only when you're formally in a session with someone, but really know that this energy is present in your field and as such it's accessible to you whenever you choose to tap into it. Om Asatoma Sadgamaya Tamasoma Jotirgamaya Mrityurma Amritam Gamaya Om Shanti 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 Om Peace 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 Om Sai Ram, Jai Guruji, Om Amriteshwari Namaha, Hare Krishna, Om Namah Shivaya. I hope you have enjoyed this podcast. Please feel free to reach out. The website again is reikiacademy.org, R-E-I-K-I academy.org, and there you will find information about Reiki, about Vedic healing, Sanskrit mantra chanting, meditation, feng shui, spiritual self-development. Please feel free to reach out to me with any questions or comments, and I look forward to interacting with all of you. Om Namah Shivaya.